0: Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 14, titled, The End of All Things. Oh boy. Oh boy, this episode. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> Suffice it to say, this episode is a lot. There is so much going on here, and it is amazing. It is a really, really fantastic episode. Uh, so this episode picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, we, uh, Olivia's missing. She's been captured. Uh, we find out by David Robert Jones. And everything is bad. And everyone's, like, just frantically searching for her. Uh, Lincoln's interrogating Nina about the fan that's been pumped into her brain a bunch. Uh, Nina's not really cooperating. Nina, like, is denying involvement, denying involvement, denying involvement, denying involvement. So we're not getting anywhere there. Peter's trying to recover old footage from this, uh, surveillance camera he found in Olivia's apartment. And all he really finds is an image of a guy who we find out has been dead for three years. So it's probably his doppelganger from the other side. And that doesn't really go anywhere. Everyone's arguing a lot. About whether or not Olivia remembering original timeline stuff is Peter's fault. And if so, if he, if it's okay or not. Everyone's having a massive argument about that. Lincoln in particular is pissed. Lincoln is very angry at Peter over this huge thing that's happening. So we're kind of hitting dead end after dead end after dead end after dead end with that. Meanwhile, Olivia is is captured with a different Nina. So there's two Ninas, presumably one of them's from the other side. We don't know who's who. We don't know which Nina is good Nina and which Nina is evil Nina. Like, we have no idea uh, what the case is. And David Robert Jones is basically... Subjecting Nina to torture in order to activate Olivia. Uh, he wants to jumpstart the Cortexafan in Olivia's system. Uh, he puts the light test in front of her uh, as he did in the original timeline. So we're back to square one on the Cortexafan stuff. And we have these, like, really, really gut-wrenching moments where we have to see Nina get, like, horribly tortured and Olivia have to watch her mother figure, like, constantly getting, uh, like, electrocuted and stuff, uh, they drill into her, uh, robotic arm and all that, like, it's really brutal, uh, and it's really devastating to watch, uh, and in a reprieve, Olivia and Nina talk and olivia's like hey listen the thing that activates my cortexafan powers is fear but not fear for myself fear for the people i love and to be honest like the original timeline memories are overwriting uh the alternate timeline and in that original timeline uh you're not my foster mom so a lot of that feeling is going away and so i don't remember as clearly uh Uh, Like, I, and, is like, and, we get this great moment where Nina is, like, trying to refresh Olivia's memory on certain things, uh, trying to tell her about, like, the first night that she came to stay with her, uh, Olivia was frightened, uh, Nina consoled her a bunch, and, all of that like it's it's a beautiful story, wonderful moment. And then Olivia's like, "Hey, uh look, the only person this has worked with with Peter is with Peter. I I need I need Peter. Without Peter this doesn't work." And then Nina starts having some medical emergency, some unspecified medical emergency. They cart her out. And then it's revealed that this is the alternate Nina. The the Nina with Olivia is the evil Nina. The Nina in the interrogation room at the FBI is the good Nina. So, okay, here's the thing. Blair Brown tried to make Nina a thing. She tried to call the alternate Nina, Mina. Like, you know, alternate Walter is Walternate, alternate Olivia is faux Olivia. She tried to make alternate Nina, Mina. That's a terrible name, and I will never call her that. It's just Alternate Nina. (laughs) So it's revealed that this is Alternate Nina. This is the one who's been dosing her with cortexafan a bunch. And she reports to David Robert Jones, Hey, apparently she needs Peter, I guess. Uh, That's why it's not working. We need Peter Bishop. And then David Robert Jones is like, Okay, we'll get Peter Bishop. Now, it's at this moment, or about this moment, where Peter is uh, sort of thinking about who Nina's working with, and sort of puts two and two together. Nina's dosing, well, alternate Nina, but we don't know that yet. A version of Nina is dosing Olivia with Cortexophan. The only reason she would do that is to try and activate her. The only person who's tried to do that in the past is David Robert Jones. Which means it is entirely possible that Nina is working with David Robert Jones and who knows maybe his goal is the same. It is at this moment that September shows up and is like yes, his goal is the same before collapsing because he has a freaking bullet wound. And so, they try to save him, they try to save him, they try to save him, and it's at this moment, by the way, that Broyles comes in and is like, hey, uh, Olivia promised me not to tell anyone this, but considering the circumstances, I kind of have to, uh, this dude showed up to Olivia at the Opera House a few weeks ago and said he had seen all possible futures and in every one Olivia had to die. So there's that. And Peter eventually is just like, look, I need to talk to this dude. He's not waking up. I need to go into his mind. So Walter sets up the whole deal. Peter goes into September's mind and has a conversation with September. This is the focal point of pretty much the entire episode. There is a lot that gets discussed here. This meeting of the minds between Peter and September. We get a lot of information about this. He immediately sidesteps the questions about uh, what Jones is planning, where Olivia is, and all that. Like, that's not relevant, that's not relevant, that's not relevant. There are things I need you to understand before I go. Worth mentioning at the, at the, at the beginning of this episode uh the observers are hunting down September because he kept ignoring orders and meddling with stuff anyway so the first big thing that september reveals is that these obser- the observers we finally know what they are they are humans from the far future uh more evolved with technology that allows them to move both in and outside of time with technology that kind of makes them transcend time and they are one of humanity's many possible futures basically they're they're superhumans like, they're, they're superhumans from the future. That's, that's all you need to know. Time-traveling superhumans from the future, that's what observers are. And apparently, September, and all the observers we've seen so far, are part of a science team that has been sent back essentially to observe their history. Essentially to observe human history. Uh, that is why they show up at important moments. That is why they show up Uh, ...when major things happen. Because they are big, pivotal moments in human history. Except for that one time that September... ...accidentally screwed everything up... ...and then had to intervene to set things on the right path. Now, it is at this point that September tells Peter... ...that he initially showed up at that moment when Walternet found the cure... And because it was an important moment, because Peter's very existence was important. But, of course, as we know, by showing up and distracting Walternet, Walternet didn't see that he discovered the cure, and he would not save Peter, and then cataclysm, 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 cataclysm. And so, everything September's done since has been to rectify That mistake. Every single thing he's done since has been to correct what he had done. The mistake he had made. Now, initially, he thought that saving from the lake and allowing uh, Walter to save Peter and raise him as his own would be enough to set... Close enough on the right path. He was wrong. The war between the two universes caused things that should never have occurred. Caused things to happen that should never have in any way occurred. When September realized that he had to push harder to get things back on the right track was when a child was born that never should have been. When a child, rather, was brought into existence that never should have been. That child being Henry. Yup, September, in this moment, tells Peter about Henry's existence. About the fact that he had a child in the original timeline. And that when he... And when Peter made the sacrifice, stepped into the machine, he was not the only one to be erased... Henry, naturally, was erased as well. No Peter, no Henry, cause and effect, blah, blah, blah. So, basically, all of what uh, September did in, like, Firefly and all that stuff, uh, the Firefly episode, uh, all those tests that he put Walter and Peter through, uh, all those communications, blah, 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 uh, give him the keys and save the girl, all of that. Was to make sure that Peter stepped into the machine. Make sure he created the bridge between the two universes. Rather than destroying the other universe and by extension our universe. Breaking the time loop. Thereby forcing the vacuum because it operates in a reciprocal nature. If you touch it, it touches you. Peter made the vacuum irrelevant. The vacuum made Peter irrelevant, as we talked about. And Peter would be erased, thereby erasing Henry. Gonna be honest, explaining that hurt my brain a little bit, but that's what I love about this show. Uh, (laughs) This is... This is what I love. I love, like, the, the cork board. I love breaking out the corkboard. I love, like, tying the strings together on the different points. I love it when shows, like, don't reveal everything, but reveal just enough so that you as the audience member can put it together based on your own, like, knowledge of the events without having to read a Wikipedia article. <laughs> like, I like it when it's... Complex enough that you break out the cork board, but not so complex where you need to read uh fifty supplemental books on a Reddit thread looking at you, Twin Peaks. Uh look at Twin Peaks Return specifically. The original one was good. Everything after that was just David Lynch going full inch and no one said no to him, and they should have. Anyway, I digress. This show's great and complex, and I love it. So That is why September was pushing for the machine so often. Because he knew uh, if Peter went in, he'd do this. If he did this, then that would happen. The vacuum would respond in this way. He'd get erased from history. If he's erased, Henry's erased. And that was a close enough thing. But then, somehow, for reasons that September still can't fully explain, Peter came back. Peter was brought back into this timeline. But, September then says, wait a minute, maybe this is how things can be set right. Maybe this is how things can fully be put back on the right path. Because This universe's Olivia is the right Olivia. The Olivia you're supposed to be with. That will set everything on the right path. No cataclysm, no chain reaction, no massive uh, ruination of the timeline. Now, okay, here's another thing. Here's another thing to get into the weeds on. Now, September never... It is never explained throughout the course of this show what the original, like, intentional timeline was supposed to be. What the first timeline, pre-observers, was supposed to be. There's nothing on that. So we don't know how the hell Peter and this universe's Olivia are supposed to be together, particularly because they're from two separate universes. And fringe fans have been trying to crack this code for quite a bit. I think I know. I I, I think I know what the original intention was. What the original intentional timeline was. Because here's the thing. The Observers, they made it perfectly clear that the Observers are one of many possible futures for humanity. The implication being they are a possible future for this humanity. This universe. Which makes it odd that a possible future of this universe would give a crap about an important moment in another universe. Why is something that happens in another universe important to this universe's possible future, unless the universes were always meant to commingle, just not in the way that they inevitably did—that they inek- that they eventually did. Here's what I think was the history that was supposed to transpire. I think what was supposed to happen was Walternate cures. Peter. Peter grows up. In the alternate universe. And then... Somehow... Because remember, Peter's like... Super smart. On his own right. Somehow, Peter... Discovers... Like, the alternate universe stuff that R. Walter did. And finds... Either A, a safe way to travel between universes... Or B, a way to link universes together... Similar to the bridge. He finds a way to do one of those two things through some scientific marvel cuz remember like technology's more advanced in that universe so if if any if either side's going to do it independent of the other it's them he finds some way for the universes to coexist with one another he finds a way for the universes to have relations with one another And Peter, in some way, acts as some emissary for this huge thing. And in doing that, he meets our Olivia. They have their own thing going and everything's great. And they have their life together and everything goes from there. I think that is what the original intended timeline is supposed to be. I could be wrong, but that's what makes the most sense to me. Again, I love, I love, I love breaking out the cork board. I love breaking out the cork board when it comes to this series. Man, oh my god. One of these days, one of these days I gotta talk about Young Justice. Talk about a cork board show. Oh my god. I, I'm gonna be honest. If I ever do a Young Justice season, I might have to introduce a video element because I might actually break out a literal corkboard for that show. (laughs) Uh, One of these days. One of these days when that eventually ends again. Uh, (laughs) That would be great. But anyway, after all of this, September then talks about how they are coming. They are taking him away. And September, in response to Peter's question of where is Olivia, says, go home. All you have to do is go home. Which Peter, uh, indicates, which Peter takes us back to timeline. Uh, and, oh god. September could not have been clearer. This Olivia. This Olivia is yours. This Olivia is the right Olivia. Like, could not have been clearer. Timeline rewritten, timeline rewritten, timeline rewritten. And Peter is still going, How do I get back to my timeline? It's just like, shut up! You're stupid! You're a dumb person! Like, stop being an idiot! <laughs> stop being dumb! Uh, but then Peter wakes up, and then the Observer just... Blinks out of existence. September just sort of goes away and we don't know what happened to him. Uh, but then Peter puts two and two together and is like, wait a minute. What if he was being literal? What if to find Olivia, I have to go to my house? So he goes back to his house. Where David Robert Jones' goons show up and capture him. And then we get this excellent final confrontation. Uh, Peter's captured. He's in the torture chamber with Nina. Uh, Olivia is on the other side of the glass with the lights. David Robert Jones is like, turn on the lights now. And then Olivia turns on the lights. All of them. Not just the ones in the box, but the ones overhead. And just causes the lights to completely overload. And Olivia then is like, Yeah, this was my plan all along. I needed Peter here to give me a boost so I could break myself free and just wreak havoc. Also, by the way, I knew you were not Nina, my Nina, because you said that that first night was when I called you Nina and not Miss Sharp. I still remember that at my high school graduation, Nina said, Now that I'm an adult, I'm not allowed to call you Miss Sharp. I had to call you Nina. So, you're a liar. I don't remember everything, but I remember enough to know that. And so this is when alternate Nina gets revealed. And at this point, David Robert Jones and alternate Nina run. Olivia rescues Peter. Uh, They go after Jones and Nina. Olivia has a seizure because this is what happens. Uh, for whatever reason, if if Olivia gets injected with too much CortexiFan juices all at once, or exhibits too much power all at once, seizure or stroke or something happens. Like, for whatever reason, it happened when she crossed over uh, from... The alternate universe to ours, after alternate broils injected her with a crap ton of fan, it happened again here. Uh, for whatever reason, that's the case. Little cortexafan quirk. Uh, and they also fight off goons and blah 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 blah. And then eventually, uh, Jones and alternate Nina, they catch up to them. Just in time for them to cross over. Olivia shoots David Robert Jones, like, in the throat, revealing that... Jones still has those powers of complete invulnerability that he had in season one. Like, he may have, he stopped the physical side effects of, uh, the teleporter. But the superpowers he got to keep. The superpowers, apparently, that was all good. He could leave those. So he's still, like, invulnerable. And then David Robert Jones and Nina leave. Uh, So they call authorities to this place that they're being held, blah, 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 blah. And at this point, Peter's just like, hey, listen, I was wrong. You are not my Olivia. I need to get back to my Olivia in my timeline. I can't be around you. I need to get away from you so you can still have your memories, your identity, still be this timeline's Olivia I should not be overriding your memories. Even if I'm not doing it intentionally, I'm probably overriding your memories. I shouldn't be doing that. And Peter just leaves, and Peter just goes away. And Olivia's, like, pleading with him, like, hey, no, this is not the same as the faux Olivia stuff. Like, I am me. I am your Olivia. I have all those memories. Like, I am yours, and I have the same feelings... Uh, that I had for you in that other timeline. Like, I can't just ignore that. And Peter's just like, no, no, no. You need to, you need to get fixed. You need to go back to who you are in this timeline. I need to go back to my timeline. And just goes away. And that's the end of the episode. So, um, yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> we got a lot in that episode. Uh, there's some stuff going down So yeah. Yeah. More more on all of this craziness next week. I am not going to say anything because who boy does uh, does more stuff happen on this front. Anyway, uh great episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, Anchor.fm, slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in, as well as simple as just to push my button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined, to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, tomtom4468, and... Support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pleasure's a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 15. Talk to you then.